good evening and welcome to our show. Thanks for joining the Cherry Ice Cream Smile podcast, a place where friends who just happen to be Durannies get together to talk about our love of music, pop culture, concerts, and of course, our favorite boys, past, present, and future. Hi, this is Suzanne. I'm Jody. Hi, this is Stephanie. Hi, this is Deanna. Hi, everybody. It is Sunday, April 25th in Austin, Texas right now, and we're gathering to honor our drummer, Mr. Roger Taylor, tomorrow, April 26th, or already in England, it's April 26th, and he is celebrating his 61st birthday. Yay! Happy birthday, Roger! Roger. I do need to give a shout out to my dear Lisa Marie, who um, I was talking to earlier today, and I said, you know what tomorrow is, right? And she said, of course I know what tomorrow is. My should have been baby daddy's birthday. (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) We had to have a little laugh about that. In honor of Roger's birthday, he visited with Caddy on the Caddy's Cafe, and um, I just pulled a couple of things out of that conversation that uh, he and Caddy had together that I wanted to bring up with you ladies tonight. I'll leave the big kahuna for later. The first thing that I was walking, doing some exercise walking as I was listening to it, and I stopped in my tracks. When he said he was in the U.S. recently, and while he was here, he went to the movie. He went to a movie theater. And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> Apparently, he took Julian to see King Kong versus Godzilla. Is that right? Is that what just came out? I think yeah, so. Yes. That's extremely yes. recent. Yes. It, it's very recent. He could have watched it on HBO Max also. Well, okay. That was, <laughs> that was Caddy's, Caddy's response was he texted her while sitting in the movie theater to let her know that's what he was doing. And she said her first reaction was, Roger, but the movies? Oh, my God. <laughs> and she said that her son, Tanner, had watched it on HBO or on TV. And um, they had wanted to see it in the movies but chose not to. So then she decided, well, if Roger can do it, I can do it. So I don't know. I don't remember if she said they've gone to the movies or not. But Roger was the impetus for her feeling like it's okay to go to the movie theater, which I thought was pretty funny. But in my brain, I'm still thinking, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. He said there were three people in that theater. I've gone to the movies, and there's like, yeah, there's like five people in there. Yeah. And then when they sell the seats, there's two seats on either side of your party. And yeah. everyone has their yeah. masks on. So yeah. really, it's it's very distant. Right. So, yeah, there's a handful of people. Last week, oh, I actually right. went and saw – I saw – Urban Cowboy in a little theater in a small town, and it was quite entertaining. I don't think I'd ever actually watched it all the way through, so it was it was a good one. I, well, I, I saw that. Mama. <laughs> <laughs> the soundtrack, the soundtrack is really is good. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's country music, but when they were doing, I was like, I didn't know the song was in here. I mean, all I knew was the love. And then I tell you, my favorite part was this rolling down to Georgia because that's like at the the climax of the movie, and they show the bad guy, and it's like. He's like, I am the evil, like I, the devil playing, and it was a bad guy. So, yeah, it was, it was pretty good. Okay, so um, the other thing that I noted that I was like, oh, Roger, I totally feel you with this. Um, towards the end of the conversation, uh, Caddy asked what, what plans he had for his birthday. And first he said, 
Well, no, I don't know right now because we were supposed to be getting together to record the video for our new single, but that's been pushed. So he said, I guess I better figure out something to do very quickly. Uh, and then he went on to say, uh, it'd probably be people gathering in the park, maybe for a walk in the park or to the pub for a quick meal and a drink. And I thought that was real sweet. But then he said, I don't really know that I like celebrating my birthday. And Caddy kind of chimed in too. And eventually Roger got around to, I love celebrating birthdays, just not mine. And I took that as he doesn't like the attention on him. And well, we, that makes we, sense. we know that. Yeah. We know that about yeah. him. Exactly. That's, that's the old Roger that I remember, you know, the shy one that turns his head at the beginning of planet Earth. You know, that's just that's one of the first things you think about him is that he is that shy. And for him to say something like this and seem so authentic when he says it, I just wanted to reach out and hug him. Oh, goodness gracious, you're so lovely. So that, I thought that was a really sweet thing. Well, and that thing, was a, real fast. That was a good insight that they're wanting to do the video before they release it because I think mm-hmm. I was wondering why it was May, but then if they want to put a video together now, we know why JT has made his way across the pond. Mm-hmm. Which so. is funny because oh, I think I think um, Gila Gila said they would be there for a month. Yeah. So um, maybe they're gonna do it, but not on Roger's birthday weekend now. I don't know. I was I was still doing my walk when he and Caddy started talking about the new music. And uh, we already know, thanks to Nicholas, the, the name of the new single is called Invisible. Caddy says, without saying anything specific, we've heard that the single will come out between your birthday and Nick's birthday. And Roger goes, oh, no, no, it'll be quick. It's going to be quick. It's going to be quickly. So he said quickly a number of times. And he said, I don't think it's, we're going to have to wait until June. So I think it's coming. You guys. I think it's coming. She also asked him a question. And I, if I don't get a reaction from you guys, I will be heartbroken. She asked him, so Roger, I've heard the single. And I want to know what album previously that Duran Duran has made, do you believe this song fits best on, would fit best on? And he, she's, she says, I know what I would say, but I wonder what you would say. And he said, pretty fast. Mm, I think it would fit best on All You Need Is Now. And she said, me too, me too, me too. <laughs> you guys know how I feel about All You Need Is Now. <laughs> well, I, I'm not I'm not sure why she would ask that, that kind of a question anyway. If you don't know what, how Jody feels on All You Need Is Now, listen to the previous podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Go to the last episode. Um, yeah, I like that you thought that because I kind of thought the same thing. That's not something this band has ever, ever, yeah. I, I was it's just never about that. Right. Yeah. It's like reinventing almost and reinventing sounds. So for, for, for them to think, for him to think backwards, it didn't seem like it was a difficult task, but it also, he, I want to say he said something like, well, we don't go back. Right. So it, that was definitely brought up. I thought with Nick mentioning it first and just, with all of the hoopla around the idea that Giorgio Moroder, who will be our next topic, I thought it would be one of those songs that Moroder produced. But it's not. Invisible, says Roger, has 
Graham Coxon on guitar, and Errol Alkin produced this one. So I've gone back and I've listened. I, I love Blur, and I, I don't know that I realized how much I love Blur until I started re-listening to them again recently. And holy crap, when Graham Coxon plays guitar, that's right on and right up to Rand Alley. So I cannot wait to hear Graham Coxon's guitar on this song. But Errol Alkin has a very... All you need is now production in his own music that he DJed and, and created before. So it's going to be a real interesting mix. I'm saying this, not Roger. It's going to be a real interesting mix of that kind of DJ, what Alkin does, and Graham Coxon's very 90s Britpop, super fun and funky guitar. So I'm really excited about it. And he, Roger... Caddy asked him um, if he was looking forward to releasing music and going on tour, and he said, yes, very excited. So I think they're all probably getting really excited about that. So, Jody, I, I think you need to keep an open mind. And I have decided you already don't like this song because Caddy asked, asked a weird question, and I think she was stretching for a question because she couldn't actually talk about it. Because think about it. If you can't actually talk about the new thing, and you're trying to talk about it without talking about it, that's probably yeah. one of the only things she could ask. And yeah. I'm thinking if he had to pick something out, he doesn't want to say Paper Gods because that's too close. And he probably can't go back, back to Astronaut because Andy was there. And he's not going to go way back because that has burned them in, you know, in the right. past. Right. Right. So right. I feel like that was the safe answer. And we know that All You Need Is Now had like 20 songs. Well, didn't we talk about that last time? That it has yeah. a million right. extra songs. Yeah. So it may be yeah. an obscure song on All You Need Is Now that we're <laughs> that it reminded him of or something so i think you don't need to worry about it and if you you know keep an open mind i feel like there's so much hype around this song that we've never hyped i guess we are so hungry from anything for them we're just all like oh my gosh we want this song yeah. we want yeah. this record we want this now yeah all we need Wait. now is the song <laughs> yeah <laughs> So when yeah, he all said, it is now is this song like right now exactly? Uh huh. Let's go. So when he said new music coming quickly, I actually cheered in the middle of the street as I was walking, and then they compared it or said this about all you need is now. And I was like, oh, <laughs> and then you're like, <laughs> 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 well, and, and I will, yeah. I will yeah. say on one of the recent Wish episodes, somebody asked why they're not doing any virtual concerts, and Simon mm -hmm. says, I don't like that for myself and I don't feel like that's right what we need to be doing but they did put the video together for five years so mm -hmm. I'm assuming because they're not doing the virtual stuff and I agree I don't I think it's good that they're choosing not to do that I think that's why the video may be important for them because they're not going to do like a, a live virtual presentation of it if you will mm -hmm. so I'm guessing Roger can't say because it's probably as soon as they can record the video and as soon as they can get it in the can they'll put it out there so. Mm -hmm. Well, it, 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 it didn't sound like they're trying to do both, like release the single and have the video at the same time. So oh, it didn't? Okay. Not, not, not from what I could tell, no. But, I mean, I, I, he didn't allude to why it was not happening, why they weren't recording it on his birthday. So I, I don't know why it got pushed. Um, no. But you mentioned five because years, and he, he did talk about five, five years, and I don't know if you guys heard anything about that. Go ahead, Steph. No, I was going to say because quickly equals Duran time, Duran time quickly. I don't know. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> he kind of mentioned that too. Both he and Patty mentioned Duran time. But Roger seems quite confident that it would be much before Nick's birthday. So. Okay, we've heard that before, so uh, <laughs> maybe okay. towards the, I'm thinking another month, September. I don't know. He said that. 
he actually said that about the album date. He's like, we don't know about the album date. He even mentioned the song that they're working with Mark Ronson on. It's not finished and they still have to work on it. He's like, I couldn't tell you when the, when the album might come out because if I did, it would take a lot longer and we wouldn't, I wouldn't. Yeah. So, yeah. It's going to be a happy surprise, y'all. One day, we are either going to be be listening to Whoosh, and they're just going to pounce on it, or we're going to wake up one morning, and they put it out, like in the video or whatever, in England while we're asleep, and then we'll wake, and it will be there. So that's my my theory. They're going to release a single just on their own. It'll be out there, yes. And when we wake up, we're going to have it. I think they're going to really, I think they're going to release it on Wish. That's just my two cents. Well, okay, so I forgot, I had forgotten that um, Simon played Dom's song on Wish this week, so when I was listening to Wish, they're being all coy, we have a surprise for you, and I got so excited, and then I realized, oh, Dom's song, not Duran's song. Which I like. Dom's song was good, yeah, this week was good, I liked a lot of the stuff this week on Wish, so. Mm -hmm. Okay. Anybody else about Roger and Caddy? No. No, that, that was birthday. a lot to take in. Yeah. Happy birthday, Roger! He did talk about um, filming the um, Five Years video, and I did not know it, but he and Nick and Simon were in the same place, but they couldn't be in the same space at the same time. So he said he came in first, and they recorded his part, and he said it was really weird. And then Simon did his part after that, and then Nick came in a little bit later, and he said, you know, because they had to do all the cleaning and everything for COVID. So it seemed like everything was very structured and very um, wow. scheduled. But he also said that when he saw the first round of rushes, he called them, which I guess I know is dailies or something, that he noticed Nick was tiny and he was like twice the size as, as Nick. So his comment was, you know, the editing needed to take place and Nick needed to be adjusted. And he thought it was really fantastic how it came about and everything, but he did describe it as weird. I bet. <laughs> yeah, they're like the same height. So, yeah. Right. yeah that, that <laughs> Even with the heels. I mean, that's, yeah, I mean, like, I mean boots, Nick's maybe like an inch taller. Like, I think... Uh, Nick is like a foot taller than me, and I'm five seven. Well, so and there's and there's a way a foot or two taller than me. And there's a way you do that in production. You put like you give them each the same object, and then you size to that object. Right. So you give them like the clap card <laughs> thing, and you just hold it, and then you make it the same size for every person in every different piece. Which I mean, surely they did that, but I guess they I, mean, well, I mean it came out fantastically, <laughs> but. He said, you know, on the the first round, it was like, whoa, so magic in the studio. So we also mentioned Giorgio Moroder, who also celebrates a birthday on April 26th. Happy birthday. birthday. How do you say it it in Italian? Buena. No, not Giorgio. How do you say happy birthday in Italian? (laughs) Giovanni Giorgio. Uh, Some of you know a, a lot more about Mr. Maroder, but I did want to bring up that I was obsessed in 
roots go into a lot of music that has come across uh, our sound waves for years and years and years. So I tell so, you what, um, I tell you what. Happy birthday to Ms. Marauder. Well, two of my singles I remember, like when I was little, for some reason I was like four or five, I taught my mom into buying me singles. Uh-huh. One was Chic, one was uh-huh. La Freak, uh-huh. and the, the other was MacArthur Park. I loved MacArthur Park. Oh, wow. He produced, yeah. so I had one sure from did. Godfather, one from Nile, yeah. and one from, Gior- from Giorgio. And the thing was, MacArthur Park is a cover. Did y'all know that? Yes. I had no idea because I yeah. loved it. And, and I, I think I loved it because they talked about a cake. I mean, when you're like five years old or whatever at disco, I'm like, this song is about cake. So I think I want to like dance to the, the cake song. But I mean, anyways, I, I do think that that was, you know, that was a little good for my future musical taste that I did like well, Niles record and Giorgio's. So you had the godfather and the father. So, the grandfather. He hates it. I read, I read something that he doesn't want to be called the grandfather of disco. Uh-uh. So we probably shouldn't call him. He's known as the father of disco. So you had the godfather and the and father I had the father. Disco. Absolutely. Yeah. So remember back on March 31st, when um, Simon and Caddy appeared on Lindsay Parker's Volume West show to promote Whoosh, Simon said that the first song that Duran Duran ever played at the Rum Runner on July 16, 1980 was I Feel Love. Mm -hmm. So I think it is so like poetic that, you know, once again, that they're going to be working with Giorgio. And we are so excited about that. I know that Roger also mentioned in the cafe that those are two of his favorite tracks for the two mm-hmm. Georgia Marauder tracks as well. I, I um, want to hear Simon sing I Feel Love Again. Just saying. <laughs> have you heard yeah. Did you hear it? Yeah. Have you heard it? Have you? No, I have, no. I have not. I have not heard it. What? Hang on. Let me look it up. Keep going. Does Simon have but a yeah, like, what I feel love? Well, I mean, there's, I there's video recordings from that night. From the very first show, there's video recordings? I think there has been, yes. I've seen video of a night during that time. I can't tell you it was the first night, but let's Now, the question is, did Simon, like, roll around on the floor like Donna Summer did when she recorded that song? That's my question. <laughs> that Doubtful. was never, that was <laughs> never <laughs> my favorite song of hers. I would have to say but, more than that song, Love to Love You Baby was the one for me. Mm-hmm. And I was pretty dang young when that came out. Mm-hmm. But I remember that song and, man, it was just like, I loved it. I love yeah. that song. And that was, I think, one of one of the first songs that, I mean, that song is, what, 12 minutes or so or something like that? Yeah. It's like a really long song. And that was, that was, that didn't happen too much back then, at least for songs like this, right? I mean, you know, you had Led Zeppelin and, you know, other bands like that who made, you know, long songs. But that and, and the American Gigolo soundtrack, those were the two early on that had a, a big impact on me. And, and you know, my, I had two older brothers and one of my brothers, I mean, they were both very much into music. And, but one of my brothers, he was, he actually, you know, was a DJ for a little bit. And I, I was heavily influenced by what they liked and, you know, called me, they play that. And I just, I really loved it. And they put, they make tapes, things like that. And, and a lot of the songs were Giorgio Moroder produced songs. Mm-hmm. And, and then I just remember, like another big one for me was Scarface and and that soundtrack and you know he used that and he just has this sound this quintessential 
sound and, and production that, that he makes. And, and his influence is so vast. And he's worked with so many artists. It's just his resume is, is pretty amazing. And, you know, he's won awards and, and Grammys and Oscars and, and all kinds of awards. And I mean, just the list of artists that he's worked with is is pretty impressive and just the reach of influence that he's had. And I listened to um, Giorgio by Marauder by Goth Punk from Random Access Memories and mm-hmm. it's, you know, clips of him talking and, and he says, once you free your mind about a concept of harmony and of music being correct, you can do whatever you want. And I, I, I love that. I love that. And, and he's a perfect example of that and his influence, like I said, has influenced so, so many artists. So, um, yeah, I mean, he's, it's just pretty amazing, his, his resume and his talent. And it's like you were saying, Jody, it's, I'm really, really looking forward to hearing, yeah, that collaboration with Duran, you know? Yeah, I'm surprised, I'm surprised it's taken them this long. I am too. I'm very surprised. Roger said time just didn't match. Yeah. In the 80s, uh, they were so busy, there was no way for Duran Duran to slow down enough to be able to contact him and make a, a partnership happen. And, um, then it's just taken this long. What's funny is that I, I did go back to listen to some of um, Giorgio Moroder's stuff that I didn't know. And one thing I thought was like, I was driving around this afternoon and I heard it like on my phone, I was just playing music and Danzophobia came up. And I thought that's the perfect example of what a Marauder song might sound like. And then when I got home and I started researching and doing a little bit more listening to Giorgio Marauder music, I was right. I think that what we're going to get that's produced by him is going to have that same kind of driving dance club disco where the Alkin stuff is more... I'm going to make a differentiation between EDM and fun dance club music because to me there's a difference. And I think Alken is the EDM and Giorgio Moroder is the fun dance club music. So I think we're going to have a bit of both on this one. And he was using using the Moog or Moog? Yeah, yeah, the Moog. So early on, there were only three in the world at yep. the time that he was using it. And what a way to find your niche and stick to it. Yeah. Even Roger mentioned he brought in his little signature keyboard, and as soon as he plugged it in and hit a note, he was like, yep, we've got a Marauder song right here. It, it didn't take any time at all for it to start sounding like something that he would work on, which I thought was really cool. The interesting thing about him, too, is that he wasn't like a clubber, so to speak, or, or someone who would go dancing to the, at the clubs he would more just go to listen to the music and not to go to dance but to, to listen to the music and the sounds and everything and just kind of experience everything that's going on in the atmosphere and you know of course he's done some you know, a lot of dj sets and things like that but he just he wasn't you wouldn't see him dancing right he's just more yeah yeah listening to the sound and that that kind of thing i think i would like to meet him everyone who's talked about him in this duraniverse has said he's a very sweet man and I, I just think I would like to meet him and just kind of shake his hand, you know, because he, he does seem like a very quiet, very friendly person. And once again, I mean, he's been responsible for, the, you know, a lot of the soundtrack of our lives, yeah. you know, in, in yeah. some way, shape or form. Um, so you always want to meet um, people, you know, it's like, you know, when I first met Niall and could barely keep it together, <laughs> you know, just saying, you know, just saying thank you. And so, yeah, he, he sounds like he would be lovely to speak to. Yeah. Yeah. So happy, happy birthday to you, Mr. Marino. Yay! I'm you looking know, at the track listing for American Gigolo. Did we say American Gigolo? Is that what it was? Yeah. Because all of these songs yeah. were written or were, were 
written by him. There's only not um, eight songs on that record. Is that true? I guess I thought it was only eight. Oh, yeah. So the first one is Call Me, which was, I forgot that it was on this soundtrack. Love and Passion and Night Drive on side A. And then side B is Hello, Mr. W-A-M, The Apartment, Palm Springs Drive, Night Drive, Reprise, and then The Seduction. I don't know I any, but Blondie. Yeah. Well, and then the other soundtracks, I mean, Flashdance. Flashdance yeah. and Top Gun. And Flashdance yeah. and Top Gun were, like, on my, like, automatic play, like, all the time. And he wrote Flashdance, the theme, with Irene Cara and someone named Keith Forsley. And then he also wrote Seduce Me Tonight, which I remember that song. It's just kind of funny because I, I think I was in fourth grade and I knew, like, all the words to Rodeo, Romeo and Seduce Me Tonight, which probably is not a good thing. Um, and he's a dream. Yeah. So that's a really cool soundtrack. And then Top Gun. Oh, my gosh. That's, like, one of the best soundtracks mm-hmm. ever. And he did it with... Harold Faltemeyer, I guess, from yeah. Axel F. Yeah. It was his, his protege or whatever. He worked with him on that. So he's what I read is that when disco kind of faded out, he really moved over to Hollywood movies. And that's kind of how he transitioned to that piece of it. And then, from what I saw, he kind of retired for a while, got married, had a kid. And then his kids loved Daft Punk, and somehow he got connected with Daft Punk through his kids. <laughs> so. And a lot of Daft Punk music was already sampling and being very influenced by his music. So that's kind of how they I, came together. I listened to a little bit of the Marauder and Phil Oakley uh, thing that came out in 1985. And I wrote down, sounds like Flashdance meets you don't, uh, don't You Want Me. So that, I mean, I don't know how you can get beyond Phil Oakley's voice and not think Don't You Want Me. But then I also looked at, like, what was the most recent thing he did before producing a Duran Duran record? And it was 2016. So he started working with Duran in 2018, 2019. And the last thing he did before that was there were a couple of things. A band called Deja Vu. And then he produced and wrote and starred in a video for a K-pop group called Sistar, which was a very um, racy video. And another uh, female singer named Karen Harding. So it's like he stopped what he was doing in 2016. And then Duran Duran called two years later and says, hey, so I think we're going to we're going to blow up Giorgio Moroder this year. He's going to be super, super duper famous again. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so we said happy birthday to Roger and Giorgio Moroder. Now we have to say happy birthday to us. Absolutely. Yay. So happy birthday to Three Cherish days so. after, I guess, absolutely. Three days after uh, Roger and Georgia's birthday is our two-year anniversary of the podcast dropping on your favorite streaming service. And we're just so appreciative of everyone um, for listening to the podcast, to for interacting with us um, on Instagram. Um, we just really enjoy you guys, and we really appreciate you guys. And especially since uh, this last year, so thinking about, you know, our first anniversary versus our second anniversary, um, you know, I don't know, I'm getting emotional because uh, I'm, I'm just so happy we were able to continue to record and to put this, pod, this passion project together for you guys. Really appreciate you listening and participating with us. And we really, really hope at some, some point soon that we can see some of your faces and meet some of you people um, that have been um, following us um, in person at a show. Maybe on our third anniversary, 
will be live at a Duran Duran show. Hey, that I'm would just be putting fun. that out there. That'd be yeah, so fun. Be great. <laughs> I, I went back. I went back and looked at the first anniversary show. I didn't go all the way back to the first, the very first episode, but uh, I looked at um, what was our first anniversary celebration episode, and it was episode twenty-three, and um, it was named. Oh my gosh, I didn't write down what it was named. Faster than light, I think, is what what it was named because we were talking about how fast that year had gone but we talked about which dd girl are we which i think is funny how we were already longing for live shows and we'd only been in lockdown for a month and a half at that point we talked a little bit about prince which we did not mention today but there was um another prince anniversary just this week and it was our second quarantine catch-up which means we've been doing this podcast in this iteration on Google Hangout for or Google Meet, whatever this is, for um, more than a year now. So yay for us. I I really appreciate I really appreciate that we've kept it going because despite the fact that we've all been in lockdown and, and it may feel like, you know, what's the point and what are we doing and why what are we talking about? I mean we've obviously had plenty to talk about. But I also think we like each other, and this is a. I I I think passion project is not even the appropriate way to describe it. We came naturally to this, and it continues. So there's something bigger than just a passion project happening here. So um, bravo to us for keeping it up and keeping going. Yay! Yay! Let's go, let's, let's go have cherry ice cream sundays. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and sangria. I like, yeah, more. I'm thinking more sangria. <laughs> a floater, a sangria floater. Heck yeah! Uh, I cannot wait until we're able to do this in person again. Oh so, gosh. Yeah, it's gonna be okay. fun. It's gonna be fun. Hopefully, it will be soon. So yes. Yay! Yay. Thank you, ladies, and thank you, everybody, thank you. for following you, and listening and all that good stuff. Thank you for tuning in to the Cherry Ice Cream Smile Podcast. We are so glad you could hang out with us for a while. Please subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast player, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and you can even find us if you ask Alexa. Make sure to also follow our Instagram page too. See you again real soon.